There has been so much misinformation put out from some of these crazy Karens. Blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. <laughs> we have the mother. This is obviously the missing mother. And we have the child. And they just poof, disappeared. It was how he was not only going to kill me, but how he was going to kill my husband. And the race was on. This is The Clan Files with Philip and Carolyn. And a very good afternoon and welcome to this episode of The Klein Files. My name is Philip Klein and of course the Vice President of Operations, Caroline Gear, is here. Say hello, Caroline. Hello. Or should we refer to you as Queen Caroline? I mean, I'll take Queen for the week. <laughs> anyway, we welcome you to this edition of The Klein Files. Kind of a special edition this time. We're going to kind of go over the cases that are pending in here that are public and uh, kind of give you an update on where we are with them. Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more about the ins and outs of uh, what we do uh, in a couple of cases that a lot of people don't know, but we're going to kind of announce it today, kind of let you know where we're working on them. And then, of course, we're going to talk about our beloved Texas Tech Red Raiders. I'm just kidding. We're everywhere. God bless us. And uh, we're real happy. But before we get started on all the meat and bones of this uh, podcast, I, I got to say this. Um, I have been proud of my children before but not as proud as I was this past week when Caroline Gear, don't say anything. Carol, she's over there going, well, Caroline. You were going to do this today. Well, it is what it is. Um, and so anyway, uh, I knew for about two to three weeks that the Texas Association of Licensed Investigators at their annual conference always give an award for an investigator in the state of Texas, if not the United States. We had a lot of people there around the United States that were there. Uh, investigators, Florida, California, where else? Uh, Michigan. Did you meet that lady from Oklahoma? She was really great from Oklahoma City. Uh, anyway, um, we, get, or not we, and not the membership, but there is a committee that's put together by the executive committee and the board of directors of the Texas Association Licensed Investigator. And the award is called Investigator of the Year. Now, they take it very seriously. Um, and I knew Caroline was up for it, and I think you knew you were up for it. But I didn't know I was. I thought you were. Oh, well, I guess I kept it quiet from you. Anyway, um, so they were um, they were interviewing cases around the state of Texas. And the cases have a few criteria that they consider. A, how important the case is to what we do as investigators. B, integrity and honesty in the case and how you get along with the play. Was it play? What do you say? Play along with others. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and C, your your involvement with law enforcement um, around the United States and, and how you've helped the industry. So, I got a call. I was out of town somewhere. Where was I? I was somewhere. I was out of town. And isn't this sad? It blurs like that. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're gone so much. No, I know. Anyway, I was out of the office. I got a call two weeks ago. And the chairman, Brian, called me and he said, hey, Philip, uh, listen, we've made a decision on investigator of the year. I said, oh, great. And I thought he was calling to say, look, you know, we consider Caroline. She did a great job. This is a great case, blah, blah, blah. And he says, well, I hope you're sitting down because we've selected Caroline. And I almost fell out of the chair. In fact, I was at a courthouse somewhere and I almost fell out of the chair. I said, you did what? They said, we selected Caroline in the Inks case. Now, if y'all will remember, we podcasted on the Inks case before. Caroline was, was instrumental in coordination with the FBI, Secret Service, uh, U.S. Marshals. Uh, how many different 
Galveston County, uh, city of Galveston police. I mean, everybody was involved in this case. It was a very high profile case down here in the South. And um, Caroline was the coordinator for the civil side in which she worked directly with all these fine people. And uh, you remind me to talk about the FBI today. And um, so we were all, I mean, I was just shocked because some of the people up for it were investigators that have been in the business for very, very long time. I mean, and some of the cases were unbelievable cases that, quite frankly, I would have loved to uh, sink my teeth into. And I just couldn't believe it. And he said, well, here's what we need you to do. We need you to keep it secret. And I'm thinking, oh, God, how am I going to do that? Because, of course, not only is am I a, a proud employer, I'm, I'm the chief cook and bottle washer around this joint, but how do I, that, I mean, that's my daughter. I mean, and he says, look, it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever had to do. We voted on it at the board meeting this last week uh, in executive session. Um this is one of the highest honors an investigator can get in the state of Texas, other than the Sally Hudgens Award. And I kind of went, okay, I'll do my best. Well, I got about a week into it, and I told one or two of the people in the office, brought them in my office, and I was going to yell at them and ended up closing the door. They said, why do you have that grin on your face? And I was like, eh, you know, whatever. And then finally, one of my employers one of my employees figured it out and that was Taylor and she's was my right hand. She's now been promoted up in the company. Uh, but, uh, she was my right hand at the time and she's still doing, she's agreed to do my personal stuff, uh, still, which is good. God knows I need help anyway. Um, I, uh, and she looked at me and she goes, Caroline got it. Didn't she? And I said, yeah, she did. And she was like, oh, my God. So I got Taylor's brain and my brain, and we put it together, and we came up with an idea that we're going to fly people in from all over the place uh, to come to this thing. And we were going to talk to her husband, George, and sit him down and say, look, this is a big deal. So, And then Charlie and his wife and his kids. And, you know, we got every, the whole family got together basically and everybody flew in from everywhere. But anyway, your bottom line is this, Caroline won the award. Um, and I got to give a little personal insight to this. I have a granddaughter. Her name is Ella. And how would you describe my Ella relationship? May. Ella, that's true. I have stood corrected again, but I call her Ella Bear. And what would you say my relationship is with Ella? Very close. Very tight. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, She'll pick up the phone and call me. And she's how old? Seven, eight, nine, she's eight. eight, eight years old, just turned eight. And she'll pick up the phone and call me and say, hey, Papa. And then she'll sit there and talk for 10 minutes about how she's, she's our gymnast. And she's a very good gymnast. She's at one of the top levels already. And she's eight years old. And, uh, you know, it scares the hell out of me to see her get up on those balance bars and balance. What's it? Be the beam and the unbalanced uneven bars. bars. E uneven bars. There it is. And then her big claim to fame is she's trying to get the, the floor routine down. And I said, well, what's wrong with your floor routine? Oh, I can only spin two times in the air. And I'm like, huh? No, she's trying to get two times. She can only do one. Yeah. And I go, huh? What? And then she shows me and I'm like, oh my God, I have never seen it. I have seen in the Olympics and probably the nationals. I've seen kids throw themselves in the air but I haven't seen my granddaughter throw herself in the air. My God, that child. But anyway, uh, I did real well. And Caroline, did you have any idea you were getting it? I mean, no, really? I really didn't. I really thought, I, no, I didn't. I thought that it was going to be you, but then I figured the closer we got, like to the date, I figured if it was you, that somebody would have called and told me by now. So I truly just, didn't even... figure nobody from this company would be even right. considered mm -hmm. well anyway we were <laughs> it was you and so they go into this brian got up there in the podium with the president and i think the incoming president and they started talking about this case and they got about i'd say three minutes into it and then i kind of peeked over at caroline she was like confused like that sounds like the inks case 
And then she looked at me and she goes, she kind of smiled, said like, Hey, you got it. And then I think she saw the look on my face and then they said her name and, uh, and, and it, it was, uh, to, to watch her just kind of go like, Oh no. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not prepared for this. And this was, uh, Caroline's first national award, uh, for what she does. Uh, and, uh, I think what the speaker said was right. You know, we, we as investigators and personal protection officers around the United States, we, we, we just, we can't talk about some of the stuff we do. I mean, you know, we can, we can say, yeah, we do this amount of cases this year, or we've done this amount of missing children this year, or we've done, we can say that, but some of the cases were on NDAs because of government contracts and some of the foreign government work that we do. And we only talk about the cases that are approved from our clients. Yes. Talk about. That's the other point I was but fixing. A lot of make. people, I guess, don't understand around yeah. here. Well, uh, or around the U.S. Around yeah, around the U.S. Some people say, "Well, why don't you discuss all your cases?" Well, we can't. And sometimes we're hired by the courts, and you can't talk about it. And when the court tells you don't talk about it or go to jail, you know I don't like bologna sandwiches. And so that's the bottom line there. But anyway, Caroline uh, stood up, and she uh, and what got me during the last what minute of the speech is uh, I had Ella Bear in my lap. And, um, she started to cry and said, that's my mommy, isn't it? And I said, yes, it is sweetheart. And I started to cry because Ella Bear was crying. <laughs> then I turned around and looked and Charlie's crying. Everybody's crying. I'm like, this is supposed to be a festive thing, guys. And I just think Caroline, and I'm going to say this to the world out there. Cause we get, we have a whole crap load of listeners. Being a dad's great. And everybody should be proud of your children, whether it's basketball, football, you know, whatever the hell it is. Be proud of your children. I think we don't show it enough to our children how proud we are. But equally, when you get an award like that, it, it it's something different. Now, I was recipient of it way back, what, 2006, five, something like that, for crashing an airplane out in the Bronzeville. Oh, I didn't and, even know you got Investigator yeah, of the Year. I did. I did. And, um, and so what's hanging on the wall in there? What are you talking about? I guess I hadn't paid attention. <laughs> Imagine that. And then, um, so anyway, um, I, I kind of know how it was and it wasn't, it was, it wasn't really a surprise for me because they called and said, Hey, you need to be in San Antonio to accept this. And you know, I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. And, um, that was in my arrogant days today. I'm not so arrogant and it's kind of like. Wow. And when Caroline went up there and she accepted the award and she gave a speech. Yeah. Then they made me give a speech that I was totally unprepared for. Didn't even know that I would have to give a speech. You did good. No, you did good. I thought you did good. Anyway. So, um, it's a great award. Um, and, um, I think, you know, Caroline, you got the credentials for it, right? Um, I guess so. Well, I mean, you would you graduate tech psychology, mm -hmm. psychology? She graduated with a psychology degree, and then at Lamar University, she did a wonderful job at Lamar, uh, topping her class for her master's degree in what is it? Uh, so psychology, social? No, it's uh, community counseling. Community counseling. So it's community counseling degree at Lamar. Uh, you know, a couple of times I talked to her professors who just loved her in class. Uh, you know, I got to give Lamar university a little bit of a plug here, Caroline, because I know that I know the new chancellor coming in, uh, he was introduced to me the other day. Uh, what'd you think of Lamar university? Did, was it a good education? The, I didn't have any complaints. The teachers were good. Mm -hmm. They okay. were. Oh, I say teachers, professors. professors. So anyway, uh, it was a Texas Tech Pride Day, and it was a LU Pride Day, a Lamar University Pride Day, and it was sure as hell a Pride Day around here, uh, here at uh, KIC Texas. So I just want to come out and say that. Congratulations, Caroline. I know hey, you've been getting a lot you. of cards, letters. Uh, emails, you know, it's uh, overloading yeah. the system down here, but you know, everybody's proud of you and we're very, very proud of you and what you've done. And uh, uh, I even had somebody walk down the hall the other day saying there were some dissenters that were giving you a hard time or something. Is that, was it you or somebody else in the office? Must've been somebody else. Okay. Somebody else in the office that, that they were 
chatting about. But anyway, we're very proud of you. Congratulations. And uh, folks, you. Uh, you know, I, if you get a, if uh, you get a chance and, uh, uh, you know, you have interaction with us, you know, please mention it because it's important to everybody to know this is not just a political thank you. This is not just a, I don't know. This this was not just a little thing. This is a big thing. They interviewed uh, some of the FBI agents. They interviewed some of the Secret Service guys. They and they really rallied around you. So it was really a it was a great thing. And so I'm excited for you. And uh, congrats again. Okay. All right. Thank All right. You. So um, let's get started uh, with the meat of this program. Since I've bantered on for 20 minutes about Caroline. Um. I guess let's get started with 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 the big monkey in the room, and that's the Thomas Brown case. Oh Lord! I know a lot of people. We're getting some email on a couple of things, and we get emails all the time. We get instant messages. We get we get. Uh, I, I don't understand all the social media folks. So you're talking to the wrong guy here, but we get stuff right uh, on social media. And you and Taylor and a few other people monitor that here. And, you know, one of the biggest questions out there is, boy, you all sure are being quiet about the Tom Brown case. Can you give us an update? Well, I warned everybody, what, eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago now, when we did a podcast, go back and listen to it, that we were going to kind of quiet down on that and one other case we were considering taking, which is the Dior Coons case, and we'll update you on that here in just a second, that we were going to kind of quiet down on it because of the acrimonious, uh, what, what, what would you say? The acrimonious pulse, the acrimonious. Yeah, well, while, while you're talking about this, I'm trying to pull up what we came across the other day, and we posted it to our Instagram page. And it was such a perfect quote, and I'm trying to find oh, it. So you okay. continue while I find it. All right. It, and then I'll well, anyway, it. here's here's the bottom line. Um, what we made the decision to do internally is to just kind of go silent. Two things: case review and a peer review. We wanted to case review everything we have done. I have been up there. I'm going up there again, most likely next week. Um, and, uh, we have some people peer reviewing us, taking a look at our work to see if we did the work right, etc. Well, the one thing about the Tom Brown case, whenever you make a case public, you're going to get Kins and Karens that are going to, uh, try to pick you apart. And that's okay. Not because they, well, in this case, they don't like the parents. But what they try to do is make something out of nothing. They'll take a sentence or a soundbite or something, and they'll try to make it fit their narrative. And that's okay. It's the same thing they do to Donald Trump every day of the week. We get it. Same thing they're doing to Greg Abbott right now here in Texas. We get it. Everybody gets it that's been involved in the political business. They're, they're nothing but a group of people that try to do something. In this case, we call them the terrible seven or the gang of seven, actually, but now we're calling them the terrible seven. There's seven people up in Canadian Texas that have formed a little consortium and that are pushing a narrative. Now, that's all that I can say. Let me explain to you why. Three weeks ago, we retained a law firm to review some of the things that some of the people out there are saying. They went from, hmm, Klein's being quiet to Klein's committing crimes. Now, if everybody knows, in the 136th District Court, I was deemed a public person. That means that anybody can say anything they want about me without fear of retribution, except accuse me of criminal behavior. Well, in their zeal, of the gang of seven. And if in their zeal, some of the people on social media, which you guys don't even show me and I appreciate it. And I don't even want to hear about it. There are some people accusing me of criminal activity and 
I, I don't know what to say other than I don't commit crimes. I've never committed a crime. I've been, I'm probably, would you say the most investigated investigator in Texas by the Texas department of public safety? Correct. And every time it's unfounded, unmatched, there's never anything that has any substance to anything that has ever been investigated. And I think that brings me to the point of all of these people that want to sit here and, and try to compare words or compare um, portions of investigation that maybe was came out one day and then as the investigation went along. And I'll give you a great example. The day that Thomas's remains were found, we received a phone call and we were told that it was a bystander that was just out walking. We got that on tape too. We got that on tape. And had come across the remains. Yep. So when we release our social media, whatever you want to call it, announcement about him being found, Mm -hmm. that was what was incorporated into our release. Mm -hmm. Little did we know in that specific moment in time Mm -hmm. that it was actually Pine Gregory. When we figured that out days later, we did make a another release, another announcement stating mm-hmm. what we had found out and that um, it wasn't just indeed a, quote, bystander that was walking the paths hiking. And that's a great example, but I got to stop you there. And there's a reason I'm stopping her, folks. Three weeks ago, four weeks, I guess now. We hired a law firm as it was getting out of control. There was a radio station in Parrington, Texas, who had a relationship with a car salesman or used cars or was it new cars? I guess there's I no new cars to have. This- but anyway, it was it was a car salesman and basically what this guy is. And what we did, what they did was they said they introduced him to the public as a former state investigator. And that's true. This guy was a former state investigator. But way back, but way back in the 1980s, where he lasted two years with the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission. And we understand through the TABC that. He was a stamp investigator. That's what they told us. So we're kind of like, what? You know, he's a stamp investigator. This guy got on the radio and said, oh, he's investigated homicides. He's assisted in this. He's assisted in that. But he was actually administrative. So we're kind of like, okay, everybody exaggerates their, you know, used car salesmen and car salesmen exaggerate their resumes sometimes be all people do. I mean, I, I don't know. All people do. I think I, I don't because I'm self-employed and I don't need it. But anyway, so the short story here is I ordered my guys to go, go ahead. I have five different guys ordered them to take a portion of his life and, and just let me know who this guy is. Because the reason was what's his, what's the guy's name? Bob Crane. What's, what's the, Michael Crane. My, is his name Mike? Michael Crane? Yes. Michael when, Crane. I, I took a portion. Okay, go say what you want to say. Go ahead. I just want to say, when you go publicly and you start claiming that we are committing crimes or that we are not our investigative team, whether it's Philip individually or any other investigator in this office, you better be ready for what we're going to dig up and find. Yeah. I mean, it's just natural. And, and let me tell the reason why, folks. Here's the reason why. Think about this. The radio company put this man on the radio and they didn't vet him. Which we have proof of. I mean, which we have text messages that were sent to us saying, well, I I don't, I can't vet anybody who comes into this radio station. I'm more worried about Klein, more worried about getting Klein or Klein or whatever. And you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're going to hire any Tom, Dick or Harry off the street to come in and investigate and do things. So I, I said, well, my first reaction, Caroline, tell the audience yes or no. My first reaction was good. 
another set of eyes. We get somebody else that maybe we miss something. Because, folks, we're not arrogant enough to say we're the best in the world. We're good, but we're not the best in some ways. We could always improve our game. I mean, talk to some football coaches who won national championships. The first words out of their mouth was, well, in the first quarter, our passing game wasn't any good, so we had to change up, and we had to do this, and we had to do that. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. So what I told the guys the first few weeks was good until they all came into my office with their all drawn faces going, this is nothing but a Klein bash. Which is all all six episodes have been. Yeah, and that's have they, fine. I haven't listened to them. I've that's read fine. a couple of transcripts, but I have not listened to them. And well, which is fine. I'm a public person. By gads, if if that's the worst thing anybody's going to say about me, let it be. However, after a couple of episodes, it got really bad. So that's why we hired the law firm to take a look at it and see if there's any violations of state law, torts civil torts of what they're saying. So we hired the law firm. They came back and said, Oh yeah. So I approved this last week uh, to begin the legal. I guess what, what do the lawyers call it? The legal well, the, the procedure, legal procedure that has to be taken at this. Point. So the legal procedure has started meaning, yes, I will be filing a lawsuit as it is today, I will be filing a lawsuit. Could change. They could have a very reasonable explanation. We may file a thing called a 202, which is, okay, this is a pre-lawsuit to the lawsuit. You guys got to come up with some documents. You just can't write in a pleading, yeah, we think he's a liar. Okay. Prove it. Prove it. Where is it? So if they do that, then we will file the 202, and then I've given permission for uh, a lawsuit to be filed uh, in Jefferson County, Texas, uh, if uh, they ignore us and they just say, well, whatever. And there's Against been- two groups. Hold on. Let me finish. Two groups. Number one, uh, the radio station and its ownership. And number two, uh, Bob Crane. What, what's it? Michael. Michael Crane. My bad again. Michael Crane. Now, this is the reason why I'm Mr. Crane. He gets up there and says, I am Superman. I am, I'm an investigator. This is what I do. And probably doesn't get up there and say Superman, but you know what I'm saying? He's trying to say, hey, look, I know a lot about investigations. I was a TABC investigator for two years when really what he was doing is investigating stamps on the top of liquor bottles. Which is important because that's how Texas gets a lot of its tax money, right, from liquor stamps. And um, and and then we start, my guys start digging in in the hall and they start walking in and they go on, um, there's more to this guy. I'm like, what do you mean there's more to this guy? Well, Which we will be releasing all of our evidence. Right. But I just want to, I want to just brief over it because I've been given permission by the lawyers to say a brief on it. He, he, he was in, he says, or has said he was in the United States Navy and then he was a Navy SEAL and he was a SEAL team too. And I'm like, okay, so what? And they go, well, it's stolen valor. I said, excuse me? Says stolen valor. I said, well, you damn sure better have a piece of paper that where he says he was a Navy SEAL. And they whipped out two pieces of paper and handed it to me. And I went, oh, my God, do you have verification he was not a Navy SEAL? And they said, this is from the Department of Defense. And I looked at that, and I got to tell you all, that's when I got angry, okay? That's when I got angry. If you're going to put a poser up on the radio, especially someone that poses being a Navy SEAL, the elite of the elite of the elite of the elite here in the United States, you damn sure better have been a Navy SEAL. He was never a Navy SEAL. And he didn't, he barely made it through basic. And he was an apprentice, what do you call it? Assistant? Apprentice assistant. 
And then he left the Navy after eight months, which he didn't get a honorable discharge. He got a discharge, which means there were problems. I'm not going to dig into his problems. I don't care. Okay? I don't care. I really just don't care. So, to finish up this diatribe I'm doing, Crane also is a tax cheat, according to records all around the United States. He owes close to $60,000 in back federal and state taxes in two states. He's done nothing that we can see other than be in the auto industry for the past 25 years? That's what the article said. 25 years as a car salesman or as a car salesman support or a general manager of a car sales. And that's how many, I think they said five, six different car agencies. At, at that point, when I saw those three things, I just memoed it out, gave it to staff, ignore this guy. This, this guy has no credibility as far as I'm concerned. If he had been with the TABC for 10 years and he was in investigations division and he was out there investigating the homicides, uh, you know, that, that's great. But according to his employer, his employer, he, he didn't do anything but tax stamps. So I, I don't know where to go with it. I mean, uh, well, we're going to let the attorneys handle that's it. That's right. So the attorneys are going to handle it. Um, and, of course, you know, he did go get a private investigator's license. He is now under investigation by the state of Texas uh, because of his actions at the, what's that very nice man from down in South? Uh, Strong Shield. Texas Strong Shield. That he found out that him and another one were banded up together uh, doing investigations off books. Uh, which is a very big violation of state law. Uh, and so um, I'm going to let them handle it. I'm going to let everybody handle it. I'm going to let the lawyers handle it. And so that's why we've gone quiet on the Tom Brown case. We're going to, and, and, and the only other thing that I can say, I think it's fair to say, is that we will be expanding out the defendants in this. Uh, the defendants will be expanded out. I'm going to let the lawyers handle that. They have all the information. We've got a firm downloading statements, comments, and that sort of thing. The only other thing I will say that has been a bone of contention is uh, this gentleman by the name of Boyd. What's his first name? Robert. Robert, Robert Boyd. Uh, we will announce today that we believe Robert Boyd is a person of interest in the damage to the signs in Canadian Texas. One, two, uh, Boyd and I had a very long conversation uh, on the phone, I knew he was recording me the entire time. In fact, in the in the recording to which we have. Because we record everything, too. <laughs> We've got it. You know, when they put these little snippets up and everything else, and they think they have control over the recording. No. We've got the recording. It'll be brought up in court. It'll, it'll show how they are taking things out of context and using little paraphrases and sentences to try to push their narrative. We believe Robert Boyd is a person of interest in this. We saw the truck, and I can't tell you all that because it's actually being investigated by a law enforcement agency who, you know, hopefully they'll do a better job in their investigation. Uh, and the only other thing I will say is that, uh, you know, uh, it, 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 it's part of the gang of seven. Mysteriously enough, I got uh, one of my employees walked in the other day and said, hey, Boyd just put up on the Internet that he is, uh, I guess, moving south. Is that what he said? I, I think I that's hear. what I heard in the hallway. And I just said, well, good for him. I hope he I hope he's successful. I hope he does a good job. I hope I hope everything. See, that's the difference between me in a lot of people because I have struggled in this business and I've struggled in, in building a business that is now one of the top in the United States. I've really worked hard and how I've worked hard is that I want no ill will to anyone, anyone. I don't want any ill will. I want everybody to succeed. I want everybody to be happy. And if there's anything I can do to help them, I'm there. 
I've said it in speeches. I've said it here. I've said it on the radio. I've said it in TV interviews. All these things. I want everyone to be successful. But I want you to be successful under the same rules I play under because I had to struggle and I and I held tight to the rules. And second and most importantly, I want it done in honesty. Taking snippets and trying to make someone look bad to hurt them because of your own ego and anger. In fact, I think I said that in that in that thing we did out in Canadian. I, th- I, I said I wanted I wanted the, the lady that owns the newspaper, I want her to be successful. The guy that owns the radio station, I want him to be successful. But don't make your broadcasts and don't make your writings in a spear that tries to spear something that you know nothing about and you're not on the inside. You only know what we've said. You only know what the OAG has said, who, by the way, we're still working with. But shh, it's a secret. Don't tell anybody. Don't, 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 don't use your, your microphone or your pen as a spear. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then when we don't say anything, don't assume everything you hear out there is true. Okay. And we'll lay it out in the courtroom. We're, it's going to lawsuit, wouldn't you say? I mean, as of right now, it is. As of right now, it is. I've given the blessings yesterday to go ahead and sue, file the lawsuit. If there's a certain thing you have to do, you have to give them a 30-day cure. So they have to either say, okay, we apologize for what we said. We got out of control, blah, 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 blah. If they do that five consecutive times, no lawsuit. That's the law in Texas. It's, it's, a, it's called a cure. If they don't do that, well, then we'll all go to court. And then it'll come out. So it's either A or B. We're in control. And, uh, and, and that's the way it is. I mean, you, you, you don't do what you do. Anyway, so as far as the Brown case is concerned, we are moving along with it. We are doing our due diligence. We're doing peer reviews. We're doing, uh, what else are we doing? Oh, God, I was up there. We did uh, angulation studies. We did, we've done a lot of stuff up there. Um, I can't talk about two or three things that we did, but, and we're going back through and we're re-interviewing some people. Remember, all the interviews are on tape. We taped them all. Okay. I mean, somebody walked in the other day with one of the witnesses and said, can you believe she's saying this on Facebook? We've got her on tape. Let me play it for you. And we played it on tape and she never said anything to that effect. I've never said anything to her to that effect. Why would people do that? Well, because they get spun up from a misinformation campaign on the radio and in the newspaper up there. And it's a, and you know what the funny part is? Some of these people up there think they're big people. They have to remember they live in a county of 2,000 people. Just wait till we bring them down here in a lawsuit and they, they have to show these people how they acted. I mean, that's when things will change. Okay. So let's move on to the next one. Ember Graham. Uh, I want to talk about Ember Graham a little bit. We continually get information on the Ember Graham case. As you know, um, North Carolina, North Carolina, North. (laughs) Oh God, that's another thing. Um, uh, North, uh, let me just say it real quick. Uh, Some, uh, they walked into my office and said, do you have those bolos? I said, they're in the, the, on the, on the uh, Brown case. You have those bolos that we originally, I said, yeah, they're right here. They're in the system. Why? Well, we're being said into the general media now. We got a call from one of the general media that says, you guys didn't, when you first went up there, you didn't put bolos out in, I think it was what, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, uh, along the East Coast, and then over in L.A. I said, yeah, we did. Here they are right here. We clicked it up. Sure enough, there it was. I mean, it's just, oy vey. And then we did it through, Net. was it NetMac? Yeah, that's what we did through NetMac. Uh, we did it through NetMac because that's the only way they would accept it out there on the East and West coast is through NetMac. So that's what we did. So, I mean, it's just do a better job. If you're going to spread rumors, do a better job. Just do a better job. But here's an even better idea. Quit talking about what you don't know. That's probably the better idea. Now, back to Amber Graham. 
Amber Graham case is, is rolling right along. Um, you know, we still have a Karen problem with it. That's putting out misinformation. We got a Karen up in, uh, North California that, you know, she says, Oh, they're not doing anything. They've never done anything. Come on. We've been out there. How many times? I mean, I, I, I mean, just stop. Um, and so, um, we are still in communications with the sheriff's department. Um, as you know, they've had two very terrible fires. Uh, the Papini case out there, they're the lead in the Papini case. They've had to call all detectives in and get their case ready for trial. Uh, I, she pled, didn't she? She eventually pled. Uh, so anyway, that's what's going on in that. Uh, really, really don't want to say anything because they have to asked us not to say much. But we will say this, that it is still active. We're still working leads. We're still... You know, it's gonna. That's gonna be one of those cases like the, like the Inks case that you were just honored in. You know, everybody's like, "Well, what are y'all doing for Inks? What are y'all doing for Inks?" Quietly, we're working, and it paid off. And sure enough, poof, we get Inks. That's what's gonna happen up there. That's. I mean, there's somebody up there that knows something that they're not talking about, and uh, we know who that is. And uh, you know, we'll just let them gel a little bit, and let them think, and we'll see how that works out. Okay, let's go to Dior Coons since we're doing the tour of North. Uh, northern united states we have uh initiated uh with a new client who asked us they did raise most of the money not all of it so if you want to give to the dior coons case go ahead and do it it's not for us it's not for our salaries it's not for all the other stuff it's for dogs it's for airplanes it's for hotels it's for <laughs> warm gear. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's, 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 it's for travel, uh, fuel, that sort of thing. Uh, we, uh, we, uh, have advised the client who has requested that we not talk about it. We will not be talking about that case either. So just know that we're working on it. We're almost there on the money, uh, goal. Um, but, uh, I think I gave the, Go ahead to get started, what, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that. So we're on that case. Uh, uh, now, let's talk about the missing persons case out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, that is our uh, our fireman that's missing, Mike Chambers. Quinlan, Texas. Well, yes, Dallas, Dallas area, area for the people around the United States that don't know where we're based out of. Uh, out of the Dallas, Texas area, um, we... Um, we have had meetings with the sheriff's department out there. Folks, I have said this one million times. I'm going to say it one million and one. When you get a group of investigators, PSB guys like us, you get federal agents and you get state agents and we all work together for the same goal. Guess what happens? Things get solved. We have two places that we're waiting to get in with some dogs and some search teams that we will be getting into. Uh, the funny thing is, is we brought our dogs in and they hit in a certain area. We pinned those areas, gave them to law enforcement, said hey, they wanted to come back and check our work. They did. Guess what? Our work was impeccable. They found the same thing. So we have those areas. And so we're going to have to get some excavation done in there. It is on private. Some of it is on private land. Some of it is on public land. We're going to have to get a search warrant to get in there, cooperation with the landowners. You know, when you go to start digging holes, they want the holes. You know, if you find something, you know, that brings on a whole new set of problems. But uh, if, if you don't find anything, they want to make sure that we clean up and we manicure things as it was. And so uh, we're in that process right now. Uh, we have been talking to Tim Miller. Uh, Tim is... Some of you don't know, Tim is a dear friend of mine, uh, known Tim for what, 20 years? So when his child wow. was uh, killed, um, I, Tim is uh, in the hospital right now. I, I don't think he cares that I tell everybody. He's in the hospital. He had major back surgery uh, to his lower and middle back. Uh, he's been um, down and he's going to be down for not a long time, but for a period of time. And as soon as he gets back up, he has told me that we are number one on his dance card. 
And then we'll be executing that probably those searches, I would say, in coordination with the Sheriff's Department up there because they are busy, too, because they're just right outside of Dallas. Uh, and they get that flow over criminal stuff. Um, but we'll be ready to do that, um, I would say, probably first week of October. That's what it looks like right now. Did I Did I miss anything? Molly Miller case. Molly Miller. God bless Molly Miller. Um, we are still waiting, and I've had conversations. Uh, one of the representatives of uh, Oklahoma is coming down to our offices this next week. Uh, he'll be sitting right where I'm sitting in this conference room. We're going to be opening up the boxes for him. He wants to review everything we've done. We do have a target area that does need a search warrant. That's up to the police. I can't issue search warrants unless they're, I can't issue a warrant. I can't issue a subpoena in our side, civil side. They're called subpoenas. Uh, until, um, until we come up with some more information. So that's kind of what we're doing. It's a peer review is what he's doing. He's coming into this office. It's sitting in my conference room. He's going to go through the box. He's going to do a peer review. Um, you know, he's going to tell us what we did right and tell us what we did wrong. Cause remember folks, you're never the perfect thing that you think you are, except for Karen's. There are some Karen's out there that think they're perfect and they know it all. And Oh my God, he's a liar. And he's, you know, all that crap. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, we're not perfect. We don't assume to be, we don't want to be, um, because that's how you learn. Do I not lecture that to everybody in this office? Yeah, you do. Do I lecture it enough? overly <laughs> okay now caroline had something that she wanted to 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 discuss and read as an example i need you to do that because i think it's important um and and uh, uh well we're way past the case that was back on the tom brown oh uh, well we'll read it because i think it's important and you can apply it to any case as it may be uh and i'd like i'd like caroline to read this and and, and so and then we'll talk it in generalistic terms well, it's not so much as a, applied to cases. It's as much as applied to the people that want to sit here and say that uh, or twist our words and say that we are lying or that one person, one investigator does one thing and the other one does another and whatever all the fakery, bakery BS is that they come up with. Um, but the quote that we posted like onto our social media, sometimes not saying anything is the best answer. You see, silence can never be misquoted. And um, <laughs> when people sit there and question why we're not talking or why we're not doing enough or why we're not giving the update that they want or answering their um, drama that they have going on, you know, it's because we're, we're done being misquoted. So there you have Or snippeted. Snippeted. Where, they, where you say, the sky is blue on Monday morning. And then they snip out. The sky is blue. And it's thunderstorming outside. And then they say, see, they're liars. And you go, what? What are you talking about? And then we go back and listen to the actual. And you go, whoa, we missed a case. I got one more that we need to do. Uh, the blasting game case. So, um, so anyway, so there you go. I mean, you, you, you can't win with the public. And we don't even try. We just, why try? I mean, why try? Why even talk about it? You know, I like that. I like that quote though, about you can't quote the silent. Mm -hmm. That's that's a good. good. One. Can I use that? Sure. Okay, I'll use that in my next speech. Can't quote the silent. So uh, the one last case we've got is the Eaton Blasting Game case. I'm not gonna lie, folks. I'm gonna tell y'all straight up. We got Donut Hole. That guy and his son have disappeared in Kuala Lumpur again. They must be so well-funded. Now, we're working with the U.S. Marshal's Office out of Dallas, Texas. Great group of people. Uh, and they just shaking their heads. This must be one of the most well-funded campaigns they've ever seen. Now, Eaton will turn. What will Eaton be here? Let me do my math real quick. Add one to that. Uh, Eaton will be six, 15 years old. What's your buying? 15-year-old coming up. I, uh, you know, we're trying to talk to him through social media. Uh, we don't know what name he's going by. We don't even think he knows his name is Eaton. 
So what's going to have to happen is as he gets older and he travels, they'll have to do a, a thumbprint, put him in APHIS, and uh, it'll pop because we've got his DNA and we've got his fingerprints and we've got we got it all. We just we just need a, we just need a break. So our friends that listen to us overseas in the United States military, if you're in the Kuala Lumpur area or you're in Malaysia in general, because Nancy Pelosi was just there, advanced teams were in there for her visit um, uh, to uh, Taiwan, Malaysia, all these places that she went. Um, we had an extra couple of people that flew out there not on our team, but with the United States government that did a couple of looksies and we didn't get anything, but we are donut hole folks. I mean, we are donut hole. So desperately we're trying to work hard to uh, help little Eaton and, and we're neck Met comes out what in the summer Net Met comes out this summer and they're going to have a new rendition of a, a possible way it looks. And also we have put up on the internet and Caroline, I'd like you to do that on our Facebook page today or tomorrow is, is put up the tattoos of the uh, father uh, because that's, what's going to solve this case. He, he wears his hair long. Uh, he shaves one week and the next week he doesn't. And uh, he has tattoos, very distinguished tattoos on his arms and uh, everybody in the United States and Malaysia and everybody else that's looking for him. Interpol, they all have that and nobody can seem to find this guy. And so, you know, he's either dead and gave away the child to some distant family members up there, or he is reported for duty uh, He with the Taliban. He's a big supporter of the Taliban. Uh, he is on the no-fly list. He uh, He's a bad guy, folks. Uh, we've got him all the way down into Indonesia. Um, um, what, Germany? He was in Germany. They barely missed him in Germany. So, he, he's around. We just got to find him. And uh, it's an international case. Uh, Interpol's well on it. Red notice has been issued. Uh, so uh, that's what we're waiting on in the blasting game case. Okay. So there's the cases that we have publicly. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, we didn't go over the Zaharias case. Well. So that one we're, we're going to keep silent on right now. Absolutely. Some things happening. And um, we keep saying there might be a major announcement within a couple of days, uh, but we're still in verification mode. We're dealing with what another country at this point who's not very cooperative. Uh, and, but they're seeing the light now and they're seeing the evidence, wouldn't you say? Um, yeah, I, I think we're just trying to verify at this point. Yep. Trying to verify. That's a frustrating case for us folks because it's the longest parental kidnapping case in the United States history. It's 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 very frustrating for us uh, because we're really working hard, and Caroline's done a very good job and worked real hard on that as well. Okay. All right. Let's have Caroline time. Go. That's all we have for today. That's all. You don't have anything have. else. As I much as you jibber jabber else. around this office. Nope. Not okay. today. How you feeling? I'm good. Yeah? Are you excited about your award? I am. What'd your kids say? Not, I mean, they said that after I went to class that morning that daddy told them um, what was going to happen because they were misbehaving, and he told them they had to be on their best behavior. I thought they were. So they did. They were. They were good. Mm -hmm. They were excited. They all cried. Oh, yeah. When, when Ella Bear turned around... So that's my mommy with tears running down her face. That was uh -huh. tore me up. Oh Lord, tore me up. And uh, have you talked to your FBI counterparts? I have not. No, okay. not, not yet. All right. Well, um, they were all involved. So be sure to thank them. I sure will. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I think we're done. Uh, oh, I did have an email from somebody in the public. Somehow found my behind the scenes email. Uh, about a new book uh, that I had been touting about uh, my stalker, Thomas Retzloff, and telling that story. Uh, I do have the book laid out uh, chapter by chapter so far. I think I have like 15 more chapters to go. I haven't started writing yet. My writing style is I put the chapters out in sequential order, and then I usually give it to Caroline. She moves everything around, and then, uh, then I start telling the story by chapter, chapter one. How did I get to know him? Chapter two, you know, what was my first interaction? Chapter three, what was the fallout? Chapter four, 
you know, and I'll probably this time do it by years. <laughs> So many years. Quite a few of them. And to keep you up to the update, we do get a lot of people that ask us the question, do they know who murdered Mr. Retzloff? And the answer is no. They do not. The information that we have was, again, he was found in his bedroom uh, on his stomach uh, um, with his throat slit. Um, no fingerprints, no. I've told everybody, including law enforcement, I've told everybody, I, I think it sounds like it was a hit to me. I don't know. What do you think? You think it was a hit? Sounds like it. Yep. Everything was cleaned. There was no evidence. No nothing. I mean, there's no nothing. Just the door was locked. That's it. No witnesses, no evidence, no nothing. It's just, there he is. So I, I have a feeling El Mirage is going to move it to cold case pretty quick we're coming up on a year right now this fall that he was found dead um again i don't know but i'm going to tell the story up until the point they find him dead because i don't know anything past that i mean i, I, I don't know i will uh, the funny thing about it i was thinking the other day before we leave do you know some of these oh what do i want to call y'all Kins and Karens. <laughs> Some of these Kins and Karens folks, they're using the same techniques Retzloff uses. Weird. Weird. I mean, I've seen it in political campaigns. Uh, I've seen it a lot of times, but I've never seen it this this like this before. Uh, with Retzloff, not with Kins and Karens. They're they're they don't know what they're doing because you can't say things that you don't know. But uh, Retzloff at least did his homework, and um, um, he did the same thing. Take snippets out of books. Take snippets. You know, it's it, it's kind of like I had a couple of media people call me about the uh, Olivia Newton-John. I should have talked about that, too. I'll talk briefly about Olivia. Uh, the Olivia Newton-John case uh, that was called Lost at Sea, I did with Dateline NBC. It was about Patrick McDermott and how he disappeared. There was a quote that cropped up in some of the national media that we got shut down real quick, which was uh, Philip Klein is a serial liar. And if you go back all the way to what, when was that? 2010, 2011, 2010, 2011, after Dateline aired in 2009, uh, a girl I work with on publicity stuff when it comes up or how to write things, that sort of thing. Uh, Yvette called me on the phone and said, hey, uh, Napar is putting out this quote again. And I said, well, then have the lawyers out in California write her a letter and say, look, put it in context. The context of what she said was in the snippet that some of the media took, Philip Klein is a serial liar. Well, if you go back and look at the actual quote during the interview she did with... Uh, I want to say, uh, what's the show tonight? Something tonight. Um, Entertainment Tonight. With Entertainment Tonight, I think it was, don't hold me to that, but Entertainment Tonight, one of the things was uh, some people on the internet say Philip Klein is nothing but a serial liar. Okay? That's what the original quote was. Well, we were like, okay, well, what I lie about? And what it came down to was that Yvette, she, I mean, Yvette Napar, we discovered during the course and scope of our investigation was, and during my original talk with Yvette, not a formal interview, but a talk, I said, was there any reason why Patrick would have run away? I mean, was there a life insurance policy? Was there, you know, what, what was going on? And she says, oh, no, no, I don't know anything about a life insurance policy. Hmm, okay. Well, during the course and scope of our investigation, we go over to the school where, he, where Chance goes to school, and we found out, yeah, everybody who's divorced in California must have an insurance policy, and it has to be $150, and it's pay, it was paid up. Who's the benefit? Yvette Napar. There's the lie. We tried to confront her on it, and that's when she shut down 
all communications with us. Hell, even Olivia Newton-John knew about it, if that tells you anything. Anyway, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We thank you. We'll be back in, what, a week or two? We're in remodel yes. mode right now, so we're going to take next week off, and we're in remodel mode. Have a great week. Thank you, Caroline. Congratulations, and thank off you. we go back in the investigation world. Y'all have a good one.